Twilight Saga Fan Podcast, episode number 45. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Twilight Saga Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And of course, we are here with yet another initial reaction podcast after reading several more chapters. And I must say, I'm almost finished, Stephanie. I know. I'm so I'm so excited for you to to be um, to be finished. Megan was making a comment. Um, you know, we spent Thanksgiving holiday in. Um, in Tennessee. Yep. And Megan was commenting that the last time we went down in July, you started Breaking Dawn. Yes. And she's like, seriously, Dad? You're not done yet? No, Dad takes things a little bit slow, especially when we have to record podcasts in between and stuff like that. So it kept me from, from moving right along. But I want to say that, wow, I we're, we're starting today with Chapter 34. I hesitate to tell you right now on in exactly what we're going to cover in this episode, Personally, I have the ability and all the notes in front of me to go all the way through chapter 38. But what I would actually encourage you to do is look at the title on this podcast episode and you'll, it'll say Breaking Dawn chapters 34 through whatever. Uh, so that, but, but uh, I promise you this before we go into chapter 35, we'll say, okay, we're now going to talk about chapter 35. And then, you know, that, so don't worry about if you haven't read chapter 37 or 38 yet, if we get that far, I'll say that we're getting ready to talk about that chapter before we start doing so. And it's going to be very difficult for me, Stephanie. You know why? Because you know the rest of the story. I know the outcome. You know what's going to happen. I, I had no idea that they were going to kill Bella. I just, <laughs> that's just, I, whoa, did I just say that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, that's kind of funny. I'm just um, kidding. Yeah, yeah. I understand that it's going to be difficult for you, but think about me. I had to start with you from the beginning. And oh, I know. I can't you know, imagine how you did time, that. This whole time, you know, what things were going to happen and whenever you would get mad about something and I'm sitting here knowing what's, yeah, so. Here's the thing. I I would be interested in going back and <laughs> listening, not, not reading, I'm right. not going to be rereading the book anytime soon. Um, although I could see, you know, maybe in the future rereading it. I don't know. Okay. But what I would be interested in is going back and hearing our, our review now that I have the overall the, the whole story. story. Right. Of course, we can tell you that we will be doing reviews of the, are they going to do two Breaking Dawn movies? Yes, they broke it into two movies. The first one will be released um, next November and then the second one the following I can't believe July. that I have to wait until next November. I, I, I know. Even though I'm halfway through ch- through chapter 39, which is the final chapter, Yes. maybe I will just wait and finish reading 39 <laughs> until next November. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> no, I think that would be frustrating for everybody. Everybody involved. So, right. hey, we're going to start things off with talking about chapter 34, Declared. 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 I um, I like the way this chapter begins with, you know, Bella just trying to um, compose herself. And I, I think that... that while I don't practice it in my everyday life, I understand this whole putting on a charade, you know, and and having to try um, hide your true emotions, and um, I, so so I get that, 
And this part when when this chapter opens and she's getting out of the car and she is um, basically putting on a mask of hope when she has none left and um, and has a purpose of of wanting to leave no clues in Edward's mind um, for Aro. Exactly. And and I, I, I really um, I really I really enjoy watching her struggle. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound right, but um, but I, I hope what I'm trying to say is coming across. It is. So that and the whole um, Jacob not coming back to the house with them, uh huh, and and her saying her, I, I wonder if he's trying to crowd out the the image of my face, you know, so Edward doesn't see that in Jacob's mind what her face looked like when she returned to Charlie's. Oh, because I didn't her, even catch that. You didn't? Oh, you should read it right there in front of you. Um, because <laughs> um, it was. I see, see a bunch she, of stuff she in picked front of me. up. She went to pick up um, Renesme from Charlie's after having gone to Seattle to pick up the documents. Is it? No, this isn't where she picked them up. This is where she ordered them. Right. Okay. She ordered them. Um, first meeting with Jay and. Um, is coming home. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And she, yeah, she, he, she picked Renesmee up from, from Charlie's and um, Jacob didn't come back. She said, um, we left Jacob at Charlie's. He said he was going to catch a ride home with Sue. I wondered if he was trying to fill his head with enough trivia to crowd out the image of the way my face had looked when I'd walked through Charlie's door. Oh, where because is when that she at? left the house, it, it's on um, 649. It's in the second paragraph of... It's in the second paragraph of the chapter. It's in the second. So I move slowly. Uh, we've yep. been gone all day from the car. Oh, there we go. We left Jacob at Charlie's. He said that he wasn't going to. He was going to catch a ride home with Sue. I wondered if he was trying to fill his head with enough trivia to crowd out the image. Okay, very cool. I, I totally missed that. So, But but I love that. Um, <laughs> probably because it had to do with Jacob. Probably. but Although I um, don't hate Jacob as much, nearly as much as I used to. Didn't I tell you you wouldn't hate him as much? I, 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 I still don't you. like him a whole lot, but <laughs> but well, I don't hate him now. But um, Although there's something in the future that's in my head and I cannot wait to talk about it because right. <laughs> it is super creepy. Okay, well, hold on. Um. What was I going to say about this? I was going to say something. About, <laughs> you probably oh, well, know what I'm talking no, about. Don't when you? she had, I, I think I do. Um, when she had left the house that morning to head to Seattle. Wait a second. We're how many, we're the, we're seven minutes into this thing, Stephanie, and we're only on the second paragraph of the because chapter. Because you keep interrupting me, I'm and sorry, I'm, I'm talking to the back of your head, so I'm doing the best that I can. You're fine. Go ahead. Um. No, I forgot. Anyway, when she left the house to go to Seattle that morning. She, the hope that was hanging over the place was still hers. But after going and preparing for Jacob and, and her daughter to go on without her, that hope is, it, it no longer exists for her. Right. And so anyway, um, go ahead. Okay, what what so do you have next? Because sure, <laughs> here's, clearly I'm taking too long. <laughs> nah. You're the one who has a deadline to end this thing. <laughs> I know. Well, I can tell you right now, folks, we're going to get through chapter 34 today. <laughs> <laughs> we might be done before the movie comes out. No, I'm just kidding. So anyway, uh, we went to see Charlie on Christmas Day. Edward, Renesmee, Jacob, and I, uh, all of Jacob's pack were there, plus Sam, Emily, and Sue. So the reason why, of course, I highlighted this is just to think that I love the story is is kind of giving us the the 
the sense of the season and and that it's Christmas time and and so that's why I, right and it really um it really holds nothing for them right now because they are such in a in, in a state of um crisis right that they're not you know she even says I'm, I'll be glad when this is you know did we play our parts well enough right and so um but yes I I understand what you mean setting setting the scene. Oh. So, so certainly here, here's, here's one of the things on her wrist was an intricately braided quillute version of a promise ring. Edward had gritted his teeth together over that one, yeah. but it didn't bother me. Wait a second. How old is she? I don't know. A few months, a few months old and she's got a promise ring. Oh my, come on. Okay. But you have to understand Bella's perspective when she says it didn't bother me. No, I understand her perspective because she, this is why she knows that it, if there's a chance that Jacob could get away with, um, I'll say Renesme for now, we'll hold the... Well, that's her name. Well, so that's good. Well, I, I think we're going to have a conversation down the road. But anyway, uh, so the thing here is, I know I, I'm so horrible about trying to keep what I know from the future and in, in, out of the conversation. This is why I try not to read further until we record a podcast. But anyway. But he couldn't stop. This is not my fault. This is, He couldn't yes. stop. So on her wrist was this this promise ring. She's months old. You don't give a yeah, but, baby. Well, she's But that's the whole thing. She's not a baby anymore. She's more like McKenna size now. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's better. So my no, five-year-old not- <laughs> has a promise ring. Well, you know what? I did do McKenna's pre-registration for over the phone um, for her procedure she's having tomorrow. And um, the lady asked me on the phone if she was single. If she's she's like, single she's now. She's like, oh, well, I'm guessing maybe you haven't married her off at five. <laughs> like, uh, no, not yet. But... Uh, um, Oh, That's goodness. kind of funny just how that fit in. All right. But so. if you if you think back to when he described when Jacob described imprinting uh-huh. to Bella and and it it doesn't have to be romantic. I I think that it you're taking what you know as promise ring and and it, it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. He will be whatever she needs him to be. I Which again is something that you as a man don't understand. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe maybe I like Jacob more. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my goodness. Um, but no, I think that you're just you're twisting it. You're you're looking at it through a very perverted way. I I'm sorry, I but I, I I think that I'm gonna have to defend myself and say that I think you can th- defend yourself. I, I because I believe that even uh, Stephanie Meyer has kind of taken it my way as well and says it's not necessarily all that out of line to think of things in that way because even Edward had gritted his teeth together over that one. Okay, was it because of what it was or because of... Because it's a promise ring. Or because it's his daughter. No, I think I think that I think that Edward has done pretty doggone good with the reality of what was in the future between the two of them. Okay, but now there's this promise ring and his daughter's only a few months old and he's gritting his teeth. That's what I'm saying. All right. All right. All right. Yep. I'm complete. You know, Hey, guess what? No. Alistar's gone. What? Alistar's gone. Well, we haven't he gotten there yet, have we? Well, the next thing is there was nothing unusual about the outside of the Cullen house as we pulled into the meadow, but I could hear some kind of tr- subtle uproar inside. Many low voices murmured and growled. It sounded intense, and it sounded like 
an argument. An argument? So Well, th- you got all these vampires in one space. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about that. Most of them are not used to living with other people. So what's going on? And Edward, of course, reading their minds from the outside, says Alistair is gone. Yes. And so there's this whole thing. Now we find that, you know, Eamon's eyes narrowed. He gestured abruptly to Kiwi and they stalked past us out the front door. He's not leaving, Edward said quietly to me. Because he thinks that Carlisle is trying to steal Benjamin. Mm-hmm. And but, he, but he's going to be keeping his distance even more from now on. He wasn't bluffing when he spoke of joining the Volturi. So basically, there's uh, there's some dissension among among the ranks of the witnesses here on whether or not. So, so everybody's most everybody there has agreed to be a witness. But now there's this discussion of whether or not there, if it comes down to a fight, who's going to fight? Right. Are you going to declare your allegiance? to one side or the other or are you going to run and that's where i guess is that where the title declared came from right well i i think so because they all at that point declare whether they will witness or stand and fight right or if they just don't know yet exactly i love the where it says here I lo- the idea that the Volturi would manipulate their own sacri- sacrosanct law for gain was not a popular idea only the romanians were composed their small half smiles I- ironic they seemed amused at how the others wanted to think so well of their ancient enemies and um well the know, Volturi have set themselves up that way exactly they've, they've set themselves up to be thought of that way Right. And, well, the thing is, is I think that uh, I, I, if if there's anything about this, I feel like, you know, you're not supposed to like the Romanians very much. Oh, I love them. I like them. I think they're cool. I, you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, I'm wondering, of course, I don't know that I would want to see them in power. They used to be in power. I know. That, that's where their, that's where their whole uh, problem with the Volturi comes in is because the Romanians were in power and the Volturi overthrew them. But I don't, what I'm saying is I don't want to see them back in power. Right. Anyway. Well, I don't think that they expected that as the outcome either. Right. So, and that means that we must uh, stand against them while there is still hope. We must cripple them, even, even expose them. Then someday others will finish the job. So basically the idea that the Romanians are saying is like, listen, even if we can't beat them, we have to do something. We have to expose them for who they are. And, and and even if we all lose our lives, we're in this fight with you. We declare that we will fight the Volturi on your side just because, you know, even if our lives are lost, it right. will be worth it for the overall. Right. Um. Absolutely. So, okay. um, but the, the notes that I have that, that go along with this is, is that um, when Bella realizes that if the Volturi, if the Volturi win this conflict, they will leave with more power than with what they came with. Right. Yes. And um, and second, when um, when Sabine is is that how you say? I don't remember. Anyway, when she says that she is, um, does she stand with them or does she say she says she's undecided? Okay, but um, Maggie, who is is from her coven, says. Um, that she will stand with Carlisle because she knows that truth is on his side and she cannot ignore that. And I love that line when, when she says, I know truth is on Carlisle's side. I cannot ignore that. Right. I, I just, I love that line because it, it just, 
Truth goes a long way. Exactly. So um, all of a sudden, Bella is okay. Everybody's making their allegiance and or not, and and so the everybody becomes declared. Then at the end of the chapter, Bella's starting to have a little doubt about Alec. Uh, because she's wondering whether or not her shield will work against him. Yes. She knows it works against Jane, but, you know, will it work there? And, of course, um, Edward says, of course it will. Don't worry about that. And she says, well, what about Renesmee? And, of course, uh, he talks about, you know, he gives some possible uh, items there. Anyway. I love when she realizes that he thought about this a long time ago. Right. Like, because she, it's just now, you know, she's got all this new space in her mind. And this is just now passing through it. Exactly. Right. So he has two theories. And of course, um, you know, he wondered if maybe one of the ones that he really considered is the fact that um, maybe she took your talent and flipped it too. I considered uh, I considered that you keep everyone out. He began and no one keeps her out. I finished hesitantly. That's my theory. So there, there, which is the same thing with Edward. He reads people's minds, and Renesmee places things in people's minds. Exactly, she places her thoughts in their mind. Right. So, so anyway, that is the end of chapter twenty or thirty-four. Now yes. we're going to move on to Deadline. So, Deadline. if you have not read Deadline yet, do not listen further until you and come back and t- after right. you have. So, Deadline. Here we go. I took his Volvo again, wondering if he'd uh, read the odometer after right. my last errand. How much he had pieced? How much had he pieced together uh, that I had a secret? Absolutely. Would he have deduced the reason why I hadn't confided in him? Did he guess that Aro might soon know everything he knew? I thought Edward could have come to the conclusion, which explained why he um, had demanded no reasons from me. So I love <laughs> this. I mean, she knows that he knows, and of course, we know right. that he knows. Right. Um. And and I think that he purposely did not go look at the odometer. He purposely right, I think tried he to would put be all curiosity about what she's up to out of her mind. His mind. Or his mind. Absolutely. I, I agree with you there. I do. I like it when Bella's actually starting to think about things in a way that makes sense. <laughs> it does not happen very often right. in this entire saga. So I kind of <laughs> like that. All right, so she goes to pick up the documents. She She says, Jay, please say whatever you need to. He took another breath and then mumbled quickly, slurred, uh, slurring the words together, almost like when I read them. (laughs) (laughs) You think? You think? If you could just assure me that you're not planning to kidnap the little girl from her father, I would sleep better tonight. Yeah. And so obviously he was a little concerned. Um, I love the little, I don't think I highlighted this. But uh, I do like the 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 fact that it seems that Jay Jenks uh, wants to kind of have Bella be the new right. spokesperson I, for the Cullen this. family. I love this. Um, when he doesn't he tell her it's a completely different experience working with you than Mr. Jasper. Yes, you know, and um, and so I love that he truly is terrified. Uh, of of Jasper and um, he tells her feel free to come to me for anything the Cullen family needs I, I just I really love it and but here comes that fear here comes this fear. if Mr. Jasper should ask what names I put on these documents I mean yeah. here's the fear because you tell him everything if he comes back what do I tell him yep and uh and um it, it, anyway it was awesome. So the return trip took me less time. The night was black, and so I turned my headlights off and floored it. Oh, goodness. Anyway, Edward must have taken... She's finally Renes- driving like a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. 
Edward must have taken Renesmee home to sleep. Jacob, no doubt, was in the woods close by the cottage. <laughs> right, now, you read this to me the other night. I'm like, wait a second. How many times whenever Renesmee was at you know, sleeping at the college was he right. just outside the door? Right. Hmm. Who knows? Anyway. Uh, I, then I rated their petty cash, taking out twice the yearly income for the average American household. I guess... I wonder like what that she was, considers average... <laughs> Well, I, I think it's probably whatever, I don't know, you know, 30, 30 to $50 or $1,000 okay. or something like okay, that. Okay, so, okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Maybe 50 or $60,000. Okay. Anyway, so, so, uh, so, which is, that's that. So twice that. So probably, I w- in my mind, I immediately went to like $120,000. Okay, that's what I what was, she yeah. took out of the petty cash that was, that, that, that was. From Alice and Jasper's room. That's just room. their stash. Right. Exactly. And she took that from Alice and Jasper's room. And I really like when she said that you, you could, she could tell that no one had been in there be, uh, because of the scent and, um. But but the, this room was sad. Like when when people walked past the room, they were sad. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I, I liked that. And we skipped over one of my favorite notes from oh, the beginning ahead. is when she goes um, to meet Jay Jinx. And um, she talks about the dress that she's wearing. And it was Alice's idea of appropriate attire. That's yes. all. I'm just Because she hates to dress like that. Then I stared at the black, the blank ivory page for a full five minutes, concentrating on my decision. Alice <laughs> might not be able to see Jacob or Renesmee, but she could see me. I visualized her seeing this moment, hoping, hoping desperately that she wasn't too busy to pay attention. Slowly, deliberately, I wrote the words Rio de Janeiro in all caps across the page. Yep. All right. So... so. Uh, I I thought that was a cool way of her to think. I mean, it's like, wait a second. She could be. They commu- can be together. Yeah. Right. She, you can. can communicate a lot of things. Yep. And and that would be a great way to communicate with Alice. And, and, and so I love that. And I would love to see how that's carried out. And I hope that they show Alice seeing that. Okay. In the movie. And uh, so. That would, that would, it would only be smart for them to show Alice seeing it. Exactly. Okay. In our hearts, we'll always be together. I corrected in a whisper, as a quiet, uh, as quiet Aww. as a breath. But when the time comes They're today, you will have to leave me. Your her eyes widened. She touched her mouth and my cheeks. The silent no was louder than if she would have shouted it. I fought to swallow. My throat felt swollen. Will you do it for me, please? She pressed her fingers harder to my face. Why? I can't tell you. I whispered. But you'll understand soon. I promise. I, I just that that part is so sad because I can't imagine having to have a goodbye moment like that. Yeah. With one of my children. I'll be honest with you. This had very little impact on me at all because I just know Cause that you're a dad and it doesn't matter. No, that is not. Tr- trust me. It is so not true. I know. Because yeah. but because I don't see. Renezme, or I don't see this as a as a real story. It's hard for me to be emotionally attached. It's like when you know we went to. Oh, I can't say that because there might be a Harry Potter fan out there who hasn't seen the movie or read the book and blah blah blah. Anyway, well, when a certain something happened happened in a certain movie that we recently may or may not have seen twice, twice. <laughs> I know that you were very upset about that, and for me, I'm like. Dude, it was just a blank. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Those things don't even exist. 
Okay. But so, they do in that world. In that and world. In but, it's world. A wor- but this world's not real to me. Okay. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Okay. This world's never become real to me. I mean, it's it's fun and it and it's but it's it's so far fantasy that it's just not. Well, real it is enough. now. Mm-hmm. It is now that it's a superhero story. <laughs> oh, it was it was fantasy as soon as but, as soon as there was a vampire. Right, but it was still written in a very real way, and yeah, the minute it crossed into fantasy, it's like total fictionville that none of this really could ever possibly happen. Okay, and and I and and so I read the characters as entertainment only. Okay, okay, that's cool. All right, whatever. Edward Cullen is not real, and he will not. What's that? What's that Facebook page? Um. Edward, Edward Cullen, Cullen is, is a fictional character. character. And he will never love you. And he will never love you. Yes. That <laughs> I understand. But that right. doesn't mean that Bella wasn't a very real 17-year-old insecure girl. No, I, okay, I get that. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I stood a few feet behind the line, uh, behind the front line, uh, made up by Carlisle, Edward, Ez- Emmett, Rosalie, Tanya, Kate, and Eleazar. Close behind me were Benjamin and Zephrina. It was my job to protect them as long as I was able uh, there were they were our best defensive weapon, weapons. If the Voltoria were were the ones who could not see even for a few minutes, that would change everything. Another minute ticked by, and I found myself staring, straining to hear the some sound of of approach. And then Edward stiffened and hissed low between. <laughs> I can't read. I know. <laughs> he okay. Here you go. He, and and then his he, low between his clenched teeth, his yes. eyes focused on the forest due north of where we stood. We we stared where he did and waited as the last seconds passed. Got it. So now we are time for battle. Oh, I, but I love when they hold hands because she says, "Whatever end found us, whatever end finds us, it would not find us separated." Yep. Well, my friends, that's the end of chapter thirty-five. And uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up here. We will be back with chapters. Actually, we might be back with the rest of the book. I don't know. Or maybe we'll do 36. We'll do 36 and 37, and yeah. then we'll do 38 and 39. Goodness gracious. You need to go pick up Matt and come back here, and we'll read. I will. Okay. I will. All right. All right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Thank you guys for tuning in, and thank you for being a GSPN.TV Plus member. We want to encourage you to check out some of our other shows over at GSPN.TV uh, slash shows. And of course, the one I'd recommend that you check out if you've been enjoying this, check out familyfromtheheart.com. Until next time, everybody, we encourage you to join the the community. community.